0: Aang attacking the Fire Lord and the Fire Lord destroying the planet, they're both equally bad. I mean, how'd
1: you expect the Fire Lord to react when all his airships were destroyed?
0: <laughs> That's what you fucking moron sound like. I'm, I'm gonna cut <laughs> yeah. that.
1: I'm not gonna... No, no, leave it. That's Those people need to... Hear. Look, this episode's coming out after the election, so those pe- people need to wake the fuck up.
0: Yeah, regardless of w- whichever direction it goes, it's like, yeah, hey, pay more attention right now. <laughs> yeah there there's no brunch to get back to. <laughs> there's that meme, you know. <laughs> like you you can't ignore politics anymore. I'm sorry. You're an adult now.
1: I can't wait till I'm just sitting on my porch with a glass of OJ and just reading about the girl boss VP.
0: And look, look, okay, we're here to talk clapbacks. about Avatar Legend of the Last <laughs> Retrospective. Uh, this is this is the last one for Avatar the Last Airbender, but I, I actually do want to focus on this political point because I think this is also a strength of the Avatar the Last Airbender show where it's like, you know, they do constantly have to worry about saving the world. But that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the smaller things in life, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a kid's show, so, you know, don't like use it as a blueprint to live your life but I think that's a good message to remind everyone too just because you get caught up in an important fight in social justice or something like that you you can help yourself to a beer every now and then you know yeah. or whatever whatever you you fancy
1: as someone with a big enough ego to like put the world's problems on my shoulders in a way where I'm like only I can solve this problem <laughs> <laughs> which is just you can't like you can't so just You gotta take it easy sometimes, and there's nothing wrong with that, but there is something wrong with, like, basically ignoring the news. I think that's the other opposite, you know? People either put Mm. way too much on themselves, or they just, like, go like, well, I did my job on election day, (laughs) and then they put their legs up and don't do anything. Yeah, you see, the real problem is that they didn't vote out the Fire Lord. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh today's episode we're going over the series finale of the last airbender (laughs) zuko was was all
1: like zuko was all like he's gonna burn down the earth nation and then Sokka was like no i can't do that that goes against the geneva convention (laughs) (laughs) and then everyone and then team avatar was like oh you're right we don't have to worry now (laughs) weird weird way to end the show frankly
0: (laughs) feels like it kind of goes against the earlier messages of the series, yeah, but
1: hey. Yeah, hey. a little anticlimactic, but hey, you know, thank God for those rules we put in place. Yeah. <laughs> and Thank God that a guy like Myrlord would listen.
0: <laughs> this episode's either going to be darkly funny because we kind of won, like, the s- literal smallest victory, or we plunged even deeper into the depths of hell itself. So yeah, I'm it's, very <laughs> interested to see... What happens? I'm sorry, everyone. Uh,
1: hey. You know, see that scene where it's like, look, we gotta bring peace now, but it's gonna take a lot of work. Or Aang fucking had a rock fall on him before he faced the Fire Lord. <laughs> and the whole Earth Nation burned down. Where do we even start with this one? Um... <laughs> I have no fucking clue, to be honest. It's yeah. the final! It's, uh... Kind of a final movie, but like it's really just four episodes of the show.
0: It, yeah, like I wonder if there was like a meeting with Nickelodeon where the creators were like, we kind of love to to edit it together as a single movie and mm-hmm. then they just never got that opportunity to because like it does play out like an event film, you know yeah, it's
1: basically a 90 minute film if you watch it without commercials. Mm-hmm. But I believe that like every episode has different directors and writers.
0: Yeah, so. uh, the directors, I'll list them off right now. The directors are Ethan Spaulding, Giancarlo Volpe, Joaquin Dos Santos. Uh, actually, Joaquin Dos Santos did the final two episodes. Uh, Michael Dante DiMartino wrote the first episode. Head writer Aaron Yaz wrote the second episode. Our boy, obviously. Our boy and- that we <laughs> hate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konietzko. Co-wrote the final two episodes together as the creators of the series. There you go. Yeah.
1: Can't uh, can't log it as a movie on Letterboxd though. And uh, you used to be able to. Someone, hey, because different directors. That's so stupid. How many that's animated cool.
0: films of different directors?
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's it's literally like the. I don't think there's like an animated film where it's like, all right, this person directed the first thirty minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then there's that whole thing where it's like oh is it movie is a tv show and i'm like i just want to log it i don't actually care about that debate yeah,
1: he, i need the world to know i was watching
0: something today <laughs> exactly that's why i use letterboxd so yeah. i can get vindicated by strangers on the internet i think we have to break down the plot for this one we haven't really yeah, done that in this different. one but there's a lot that happens and i think it's safe to say it's Mostly awesome. I do have a couple little things, questions or or criticisms, but this is one of the great television series finales. I think it's safe to say. Oh yes, um, entirely
1: satisfying. <laughs> I guess.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. So we might. Well,
1: no, no. Well, I guess it's this weird thing where it's like, as an ending to a children's show, you can't do much better than this.
0: Yeah. It's. It, it is it's a lot. So let's just, let's just talk about it. All right. Cuz it opens up with uh, a nice little training session between Zuko and Aang. They're all just chilling on the beach after still watching at, uh... the Ember Island players. They're still at the beach house. Yeah. And uh Zuko's like, "Come on, we're like we're all acting lazy like we got to like get ready." You know, the big revelation is that uh Team Avatar thought maybe they'd sit out the comet cuz they already won the war. What else is there left to lose?
1: (laughs) This is a strange opening. (laughs) Is it? I mean, because it's just like, I can't think of another thing where it's like, the final is like, well, the gang was just hanging out on the beach. (laughs) And it's like, this is, the war's coming. Like, we know it's happening. I understand that they don't. But it's, it's weird when you think about sitting down and watching it and being like, all right, it's kind of just like an average episode of Avatar at the start. And they 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 do go to the beach, <laughs> and they make some sandcastles. And Toph makes the entire city of Bossing say, "I think."
0: Oh yeah, with uh, a little Earth King and his pet bear.
1: Yeah, it's cute. That guy doesn't. Spoilers. That guy doesn't
0: come back. <laughs> and Zuko drops the bombshell on them that the day before the eclipse, his father welcomed him into his uh, his chambers with the other generals and Zula to discuss what to do about the constant Earth Kingdom rebellions. Because even though they won the war, basically, um, there are these pockets of resistance still that they just can't stomp out because, you know, people don't want to be ruled with an iron fist. Shocker, I know. Then Zuko announces that, like, yeah, like, they'll they'll keep fighting as long as they have hope. So naturally, the Fire Lord's like, you're right. We do need to snuff out their hope. <laughs> because he's a maniac.
1: Well, I do love that moment where he's like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Azula's like, burn it to the ground! You kind of realize in that moment how little we've actually seen the family dynamic at play between Zuko, Azula, and their father. And even this brief little glimpse, it's kind of like, it's a window into basically like, why they couldn't show it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it would just be too goddamn depressing. <laughs> like, for a kid's show to like basically have to go like, alright, here's what, we even Zuko alone is like as dark as they would get. But to show those years where it was just Zuko, his father and his sister, that would be uh that would probably push it a little too dark for
0: a kid's show. Zuko tells them that his father intends to basically wipe out the Earth Kingdom all the way through Bossing Sei and burning to the ground. Uh which is the plan of a crazy person and horrifying and just like an unspeakable level of evil. Like he's basically dropping like the atomic bomb on people. Yeah. You know? With the power of the Comet, because the Fire Lord and the Firebenders will get immense, like, increase in their power and all that and I was going to
1: say, as a nerd, it's like, you're uh, watching it like I'm geeking out just over fucking Mark Hamill talking about crushing the Rebellion.
0: No, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's just so, like, crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a great little inverse of his role as Luke Skywalker.
1: Yeah. And they're gonna have a villain for whatever the fuck happens next with... The Avatar franchise. Um, I bet you Daisy Ridley's gonna be free.
0: Aww. She, she she's got some stuff lined up finally.
1: Yeah, but didn't she like say like she's kind of not like she has she's less interested in acting.
0: I, I think for a little while, but now I think she's more open. She has that it.
1: movie that's like been on the shelf for a while.
0: Yeah, that's a Doug Lyman movie. He's like yeah, he's weird. <laughs>
1: that's the (laughs) nicest thing we can say about.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about there. Not not like I don't know. I'm not saying like he's a creep or anything like that. I'm I'm just saying like as a filmmaker, he's like he's got a weird way of making movies, and I don't think it's gonna pay off for him in the long run.
1: Yeah, how many good movies has he made? Uh,
0: About half his movies are good, and the other half are not. Like it's weird. You never know what you're gonna get. It's like a box of chocolates.
1: Which half do you put Swingers in?
0: Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I don't feel comfortable answering that. Although I would put Edge of Tomorrow, like, way ahead of the pack.
1: Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow, it's like, every time I look it up, I'm like, oh yeah, Doug Liman did that. Cause...
0: Yeah, that that's, that's kind of his get-out-of-jail-free card forever now.
1: <laughs> his movie Fair Game was nominated for the Palme
0: d'Or. What? Anyway, so what <laughs> so team avatar has f- to kind of settle into the fact team that Team avatar
1: never won the palm door <laughs> <laughs> so now Aang has this added pressure of like he thought he could just sit this one out and be like look you know the idea was he was going to take over the earth kingdom when this comic came but now you know he already the war's over man <laughs> like we'll just we'll get the guy later <laughs> But now it's like, oh, he's going to burn the whole fucking world down.
0: Yeah, like, there's this great cut to, like, a commercial where Zuko goes, like, if you don't stop the Fire Lord before the comet arrives, like, there's not going to be an Earth left to save. Which is, like, Jesus. <laughs> That's you what know? heavy stakes. <laughs> and here's where the episode starts kicking into high gear. Like, you know, you, you talk about how, like, it's, it's a nice casual, calm opening. And then now it's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> not only was it odd that you guys were all hanging out. Uh, that's like we might never hang out ever again. <laughs> the back half of the of the first episode is really Aang trying to come to grips with the idea that he might have to kill the Fire Lord. He just can't wrap his mind around that because Aang at his heart, like, is a pacifist and everyone else is like, Come on, You're like sorry, dude, you have to do it. Like
1: even Sokka who's like the goofball good guy of the group, he like cuts the Melon Lord's head off and it's like, that's how easy it is. <laughs> It's like my dad
0: always told me. Always put one in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Melon Lord is a great moment. And uh, Toph doesn't get like a, a big ending in this episode. T- Toph and doesn't
1: get an emotional ending, really. Um, mm-hmm. Which is a shame. But she does help a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like the ideal supporting character, you know?
1: But the big moment I think you brushed over is that the fight that gets instigated between everyone. It's like, again... We had the Melon Lord scene. It's just, it's, everything's kind of just going like your average episode of Avatar. And everyone just can't seem to get around the idea that Aang doesn't want to kill the Fire Lord. And even Aang's very reluctant where like Zuko teaches him, he starts teaching him about lightning and like how to bend it. And it's like, you got to make that shot count. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, also, if you fuck this up, it's over. And he's like, well, it can't completely be over because we got the magic water. And there, there's also a lot of like cleaning up to be like, no, we can't do that because of this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's a lot of that uh, front loaded in this uh, final. Um, but the big thing is that Qatar, it's it's so fucked up. Qatar comes out with what you think is a comedy scene where she comes out with a picture. I was like, ah, oh, look, it's Baby Zuko. And it's like a goofy baby picture, right? And then it's like Zuko's like, "That's not, that's that's not me. That's my father." <laughs> and that's like the whole thing, right there.
0: And I, I don't know. I don't know how any of them could still be frustrated with Aang after that. And thankfully, the episode plays it smart, and it shows that, like, oh yeah, it is. It is maybe not that simple for everyone, you know.
1: Everyone involved has a. Like, you know, Aang had his whole people wiped out, but he's not just. The struggle with him isn't just whether or not to kill him, but it's part of how he, he's, he's carrying the whole weight of his people's culture on his back. And, like, so to keep it alive, he's like, I can't kill anyone. <laughs> it's like, I'm the last airbender. I'm the one guy who has to stick to this tenant, you know? Mm-hmm. And everyone else is like, look, we all lost people in the war. Sometimes you got to make sacrifices like that and he just can't bring himself to do it. And it's just like, you know, he grew up, that, that baby grew up to be the worst person ever. And it's like, no, he was still a human being at some point. And that's a, it's, a, it's a debate. It's an interesting debate and a heavy one to throw on some kids. And I think that when a debate, like, I, don't, I don't think people ever really grasp how big a debate that really is. I think if you can give an easy answer, you haven't really thought about it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Because, and unfortunately, you know, I think a lot more people in life are more willing to just immediately jump to, "Yeah, it's okay to kill him," <laughs> <laughs> which I think is just as bad as immediately jumping to, "No, it's you can never kill him." <laughs> it's complicated. Well, it's the you baby know?
0: Hitler question. Yeah. Right? Like... You go,
1: would you go back in time and kill? I, I fucking <laughs>
0: We 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 talked about that in an episode before, because I, I, I'm going at the time of recording this episode. I'm recording like or, or editing a bunch of other book one and book two episodes, and we did talk about that and like Fire Lord Ozai and Hitler <laughs> to, to, to draw huge comparisons, because that kind of is like I think a fair comparison in terms of fiction. Um, there are elements that surrounded them that put them on that path you know like at the end of the day they do have the choice to determine what path they go on but like no one wakes up and wants to become like a genocidal maniac when they're five years old right (laughs) like like that's not a thing that happens (laughs) you know there there, there's deeper stuff to fix and i I think that also kind of complicates ang's view on the things
1: yeah, it's it's not difficult to see why Ozai is the way he
0: is when his grandfather did commit mass genocide. Yeah, I mean it's it's the lineage of genocide.
1: <laughs> yeah, Zuko's the
0: outlier. That's a bad family to to be brought up in.
1: The one guy that backed down is like disgraced by his family. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that would be a, a, a difficult thing about. It. And Aang, I love that Ang at least throws out there. He's like, look, I agree. He's a bad guy. The world would probably be better if he's gone. <laughs> but like he just can't he can't put that on himself. And it gets into we'll get deeper into it because of course that that becomes his real journey in these last few episodes. But that's a heavy place to start that like it just the shift is kind of huge.
0: And originally because this is a four-parter, originally the the creators said they intended it to be only three parts. But there was so much story that they wanted to give room to breathe that they kind of had to fight for, like, the extra episode this season. What
1: I understand, the way the show was set up is that they, like, how do you put They agreed to all three seasons at the start. Like, that was the contract. That was, like, they got they had X number of episodes at the beginning. So to, like, go one over would be, like, a big deal. <laughs> and I gotta be honest, I think the Fire Lord's making some good points. no. <laughs> it's just great that like it's you know everyone's applauding a plan
0: that is clearly bad <laughs> i know it's like just there's no forward thinking on anything like i look on some level right like if they were at least like like had a vision for like a future like he, he's talking nonsense but it's like a, yeah. a signifier of his power so there's no, like, vision for the future. It's just like, I'm going to burn it all down so everyone knows I'm in charge. Like, that's yeah. what he's saying, basically. And it's like, who's going to be left? <laughs> like, the damage <laughs> that would do to that world, like, that that ends it for everyone, you know? Like, like the, the world doesn't come back from that. Or the people don't come back from that. The world would take, like, thousands of years to heal from that mm-hmm. mass amount of damage. Like, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a very scary thought and eventually a very scary image.
1: Maybe it's because I've never been in a position of power in my life, but what, like, what
0: drives people like that?
1: Because those people exist.
0: Yeah, I know, which is why, like, I'm I'm even more okay now than ever that we don't really get any depth to, like, the greater, like, psychological analysis of Fire Lord Ozai. Like, he's just some dude who loves power, right? And, like, you're right, like, people or just like that sometimes in real life. And you do, maybe you don't need to extend like too much empathy on that end, you know? So on, on some level I do understand the Sokka thing of like, see, it's that easy. But Yeah.
1: Well the other the other big line from I think it's Saku says I think Aang says something like, I can't just go wiping out people I don't like and then Sokka's like,
0: Sure you can, you're the Avatar Yeah <laughs> And then that that sends Aang off into a tizzy because like you know Sok is a funny character this is a very funny show frequently but when Aang basically lashes out he's he's kind of right like no one understands yeah. the pressure it's on him for like what you brought up about him carrying on the Air Nomad tradition and what that means for him as the Avatar like how he finishes this war will determine the next generation of people on their planet <laughs> like that's yes that's a big deal and no one can really understand that
1: and it's kind of it's a little bit of like the Superman problem too Of like how far does Superman go
0: mm-hmm
1: be interesting if someone did a movie about that yeah that would be would be would be interesting <laughs>
0: yeah no but didn't you know people don't like uh, Superman anymore apparently
1: yeah yeah no, no Superman's boring yeah. But uh that's why this show doesn't
0: work at all. A little earlier in the season we talked about how uh Book 3 is kind of really good at setting off characters on their own journeys, you know, like they all have their own part to play in uh healing the world and eventually the final battle. And I think when I first saw this episode, I I liked it, but I did not like that everyone ended up being separated for their final fights. I wasn't, I wasn't seeing it clearly for, like, why they were doing that. I was just like, no, I, w- I wanted them together, right? Like, and I think that's okay to want that. But, you know, as I got older, I was like, oh, no, this is perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, they, all, yeah. they all have their own, like, thing to overcome, uh, their own part to play in, in bringing down all this shit.
1: Uh, yeah, just from a structure standpoint, they split them up perfectly and, like, keep, like, the, the, the plate-spinning nature of it really well. Because sometimes it can feel really forced where it's like, oh, someone's got to go and get the kryptonite knife from the pool or something.
0: Okay, look, I love BVS, but that scene of Amy Adams throwing the kryptonite spear in the, that puddle of water is only there <laughs> so she can go get it later while they're fighting. I she... <laughs> Like,
1: it, that is in- bizarre. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, like, you can feel, like, a little bit of that. Like, there's always going to be a little bit of that in any writing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what are Sokka and Suki going to do? Oh, they got to take out the airships because that's how they're going to do this
0: thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like that at least makes a little more sense. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Like Sokka's like the more like technologically like adept one, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. everyone else is like like Suki has her, her like uh, real gymnastic style fighting and stuff like that. And then Toph, obviously, is just, like, a war machine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so much great. Toph's just, like, the juggernaut. Like, you can't stop her. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Nothing can stop Toph.
0: <laughs> you can't stop the Toph. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that should be a shirt. Oh, that, would,
1: that would be amazing. <laughs> okay, that's a little sad. Like I said, like, it is a little sad that Toph kind of doesn't get as much. Um, she gets her own personal adventure with uh, Zuko, though, and it doesn't go very well.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's let's talk about this, then. So the, the very first moment in this where someone splits off is, of course, Aang when something is calling him from the water by uh, Ember Island. And he and Momo vanish overnight, and so Zuko and the rest of Team Avatar start searching for him, and uh, Toph goes <laughs> also- with Zuko.
1: I gotta say this, here's how much of a dumb motherfucker I am. It suddenly hit me why so many cartoons have animal sidekicks. And it's like, oh, so they can have someone to talk to. It's like, yeah, I'm fucking 27, it finally hit me. Like, <laughs> it's like,
0: oh, alright, that makes sense. That's why Momo's going along. <laughs> Also, uh, I think you told me that, like, Momo was intended to be uh, initially, like, the the spirit of um, Aang's airbender master, right? What was his name?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I must have told you that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, if you didn't, then I read it somewhere. But, like, if you're carrying on that idea, because there's a lot of ideas in this that date back to a version of the show that we didn't end up seeing. And I'll explain that a little clearer later. But, like, uh, if you're going with that idea that Momo is kind of, like... The reincarnation of uh, his his airbending master, or at least like a, a con- like continuation of the airbending culture, along with Aang, Like, I think it makes sense, you know. More more yeah, so yeah. than just Aang having to talk to someone. Like the the pieces are there for for it to feel more natural.
1: We were also before the podcast talking about my mother, the car. So no, maybe the master did come back as FOMO.
0: No, <laughs> we're not we're not doing that. And uh yeah, Toph and Zuko go together, but Toph doesn't get the big like emotional moment. She's just pouring her heart out to Zuko. Something Toph does not often get to do. Uh, she's very more reserved than the other characters. And then even Zuko's like, like, I'm sorry you had a rough childhood, but we kinda gotta focus on finding Aang right now. We got a,
1: we got a lot to do right now. We gotta find yeah. Aang or else <laughs> shit is fucked.
0: Yeah. And uh, they they obviously don't find Aang, but you get a return yeah. of uh of a uh, performer, Ang from the play. Oh yes, is, this is great.
1: Avatar State. Yep, yep. <laughs> it feels like they were just trying to get anyone who was available to come back for this last one. It we'll really get... does. We'll get more into that. Yeah.
0: Uh, but then I, I, we cut I, I from. Like but yeah, yeah. We'll get then into we it.
1: We cut from uh, Zuko and Toss journey. <laughs> we cut from that to uh, the uh, Republican National Convention. <laughs> <laughs> where Ozai crowns himself Phoenix Lord Phoenix King <laughs> the title of the episode and uh yeah and then he's like, he's like Azula I'm gonna become the king of everyone cause that's how this works <laughs> and you're not coming along and she specifically says it was my idea to burn everything to the ground
0: yeah great that that is the Republican National Convention. It is, yes. That that's, that's what we're why. up against, basically.
1: And then they're like, "Nope, nope, I'm gonna become Phoenix King, but you will be the new Fire Lord." And Azula's like, "Oh, of course." Uh, but so like, that's
0: the, yeah, that's that that Zula's is like it. a a crazy moment because like these people are just not human at this point. <laughs> but yeah. but like um. The moment Azula is even, like, temporarily challenged by someone who she's, like, devoted her whole life to worshipping, basically. She starts to, like, unwind. And it's yeah. it's starting to make her real scarier. And it reminded me of... A, obviously, this came way later. And we definitely brought it up a bunch of times. But it did remind me of, like, Kylo Ren. When he finally took charge of the First Order at the end of Last Jedi, you know? And he's, yeah. like, the moment Luke comes back to challenge him... And he just starts like, like he's laser focused on one thing only and loses sight of everything else. That's kind of like what Azula reminded me of there, where it's like, and it gets scarier.
1: Kylo gets punked in front of all the soldiers.
0: Yeah, and it's awesome. Really <laughs> it's would great. like to see a sequel to that movie someday.
1: Yeah, it would be great one day to get a good sequel to that film.
0: But this is good.
1: Abrams. <laughs> Did J.J. Did Abrams ever, like, was he ever teased as, like, gonna do something with the Avatar universe?
0: Um, I don't know. Just that that one thing that we discussed where he was, like, credited as a writer on IMDb. Oh, yeah. yeah. And everyone was like, no, he wasn't. We don't know who started that. <laughs>
1: like, Because it was like, there was that weird era where he was, like, he was supposed to do a Samurai Jack film. And then he was gonna do, like, a Half-Life 2 movie.
0: Yeah, he he's a brand now, so I don't know what he's got going on. But he got like that yeah. fifty bajillion dollar deal with like Universal, I think, too. How how'd that go? Oh, I don't know. It's still happening. Like I, I forget it's Universal or like Apple or someone's got like the JJ Abrams <laughs> business now.
1: It's got to be one of the streaming people,
0: probably. But well, um... I mean,
1: also, but he just produced uh, Lovecraft Country.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, which I yeah. haven't seen yet at the time of this recording because I've been just rewatching these. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I have. It literally seen like nothing else. I've seen like one Abel Ferrara movie, <laughs> and that's like it.
1: Yeah, I've been re watching this. Um, and not to get. I'm going to get real bummer for a second. Um, but I the first time I sat down to watch it was uh, when it was announced that Chad McBoseman had passed away.
0: Oh, man. And I was
1: like halfway through, and it like turned into the thing where it's like, I'm going to have to watch this a few more times because like, I just couldn't pay attention to this yeah after that came out that was fucking rough so if you're in the future now that's that has just happened like three days three days ago even like fuck just just wild
0: yeah just heart
1: heartbreaking
0: yeah that that, that's one where you could just feel like the shock waves of that like no one saw that coming like that that is just a complete tragedy that we lost someone like that so soon
1: it was one of those things where we were taking him for granted, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just a, a town Because it really felt like... It was another one like Anton Yelchin, who unfortunately died, where it felt like we were just... Even though they had, like, big movies to him, it felt like we were just at the beginning of their career. Yeah. And now that's just not going to happen, unfortunately. What what a heartbreaker, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah that, that That's one that didn't, like, feel real.
1: I know. It still really doesn't. Like, it's like, all these clips have been going around of him now, and it's like, nah, that couldn't have happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't happen. And it fucking happened, unfortunately. Mm. What a what a
0: fucked up awful world. I know, I know. Fucking cancer bullshit. No, and, like, but... to, to get even more real, and uh, not not to be one of those people that's like, oh, 2020, whatever, right? Like, things are just bad right now, and... Sometimes it it doesn't feel like it'll get better anytime soon, you know. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's like, it's why weird.
0: why is this all happening at once? You know, mm-hmm. and some stuff like like Chadwick Boseman's passing, unfortunately, you you can't predict or prepare for. You know. Yeah. Like sometimes it's just a tragedy that a human being lost their life. Like sometimes it's, that's all there is to it, and. You, you gotta appreciate him while you got him. You never know what, what battles people are going through, you know?
1: Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, that's 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 a whole other conversation just about how people have been acting about his appearance for the past year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which I don't want to moralize to people too much, but, you know. I think it's more just a testament of how we need to stop this bullshit where we break down everyone's body language in interviews.
0: Yeah, that's gross. Just, Let's like, not do that ever.
1: Just... <laughs> Yeah, it's become, like, the most infuriating thing now, and I think it was just the double whammy of, like, the recent Star Wars and the Game of Thrones final, because that was a big thing about that, where they, because they released that cast reading of it. Remember, like, the table read, and a lot of people didn't really look into the final? (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, who knows? Like, I don't know what's going through their heads. Um... Although I didn't know what go- was going through Amelia Clark's head because she came out and basically said, "Like, no, I agree with Daenerys." Yeah. Well, which
0: that had, that, that, that even that one's more complicated because she she had you know she would struggled with her own health issues. In yeah, the past. I know,
1: yeah, to bring it to that, which was another shocker to find out about.
0: Mm-hmm. And I so mean,
1: I, you know. Not that we deserve to know these things,
0: yeah, I mean, at the end you know? of the day, that's also important to remember that we're not privy to these people's lives because they're human beings and deserve their privacy too, so like when someone mm-hmm. like even even I was saying like you know we are caught off guard by the, the passing of Chadwick bozeman we didn't we also didn't have a right to know anything more than we had, yeah, that's not our place, you know <laughs> like sorry
1: it, he did not he definitely didn't owe us that mm-hmm. you know which is it's a weird thing where people take ownership of celebrities. And that's just, but that's like, you know, that, that's a real rabbit hole. Yeah. Of just what the fuck that is. Uh, I'm sorry to derail it like that. No, uh, no, it, I, it, I think it's important I,
0: to talk about. And I, uh, not not to, to make light of that by any means, but I do think Korra allows us to also kind of dive into celebrity worship a little bit. Uh, not definitely. not to get super, uh, not to treat that lightly, because that, that's a very heavy subject of conversation, too. Yeah.
1: I just think that this was the exact moment when that happened while I was watching it. Because mm-hmm. I, I just realized it because my uh, notes change color. Oh. Because I had to get because I wrote it with a different pen. So it like suddenly hit me. I was like, oh, wow, that's when that must have happened. Um, damn.
0: We're still only on the first part. Sorry to no. bring
1: everyone down. I, yeah. Um, no, this is uh, after that. Um, also, again, we get this interesting dynamic between Azula and... And Ozai, which again, like, it's this window where it's like, you kind of want more of it, but I think there's enough to put the pieces together of what that home life must have been like.
0: And I think, in spite of our criticisms of how Azula is sometimes handled in the show, while also still being a great villain character, I think this is the episode where I think they at least took it to heart you know, like of of what Azula's going through and that uh, she's basically at the point of no return, but her stuff really is kind of like a tragedy playing out. It came very,
1: it came very close to satisfying me in that respect. Again, I still think my, my criticism stands from recently where I said like, I wish there was just a few more episodes and this was like its own movie because it's like, how do I put it? Like, i think the fallout between uh with her and may and ty lee needed a little more exploration because that's a big factor in how she ends up behaving and they don't even show up until the very end yeah yeah so could have used a little more of them and it almost feels like they maybe had stuff on paper because there's a hint that they might have had a storyline that they just didn't do (laughs)
0: Yeah, so they all no one has any luck finding Aang, and you know they turn to to Zuko because he's the one who has experience tracking the Avatar, and so it's this kind of fun inverse of like, oh, he started the show chasing the Avatar, and now he has to end it chasing the Avatar a little bit. Yes, <laughs> but for completely different reasons. And I love full circle shit like that. It doesn't always mean the the story you're telling is like a compelling one, but when it works like this, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, give me that fucking 180 shit that's the that's good storytelling shit right there and There's uh a better
1: one coming up but we'll get we'll save that one
0: mm-hmm. uh I mean, and if they run into june yeah the bounty um, hunter if i recall uh voted the number one atla baddie Still, so. really yeah people online are everyone's been inside for a while <laughs> i <let> it slide. <laughs> I
1: yeah when was this poll taken <laughs>
0: They were inside before this. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. They go to her because she can help track down Aang. And she gets this cool um, crouching tiger, hidden dragon style fight (laughs) in the bar, which is Mm. awesome. Uh, And you get a nice little reference to like, oh, like I see you worked things out with your girlfriend. And, you know, she's referring to Zuko and Katara. So there's a little something for you Zutara lovers out there. And And uh, she
1: also, uh, she makes mention of your creepy grandfather. Yeah, Which I'm glad someone acknowledged that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's like the it's the only time fucking Iroh did something like that.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> Do you know who wrote this episode? Who? The same guy who wrote the episode where Iroh is being creepy. Aaron, he has. Hey now. You've come full circle. You're oh. st- you're still weird though.
1: <laughs> what
0: a what an arc. <laughs> Fuck that guy.
1: But this episode, we're now in the second part, which is the Old Masters. Let's just start, because this is uh, the editing here. We're jumping back and forth between the two stories a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we basically, it's just like increments. So let's just let's just talk about what uh, Team Avatar goes through, and then we'll come back around to Aang.
0: Okay. Uh, There's actually a lot to talk about the Aang stuff, too. So yeah, let's Oh, let's definitely, definitely.
1: But I think it would be better to end with Aang. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, June. they give June... Uh, what is it they give her uh this a- uh ang staff which he left behind
0: yeah and she tells which also ev- one of those things where it's like oh he left his staff that's yeah, like a like, big deal and i like that that uh sokka also we, we didn't bring it up but like sokka like posited like oh he could be in the spirit world and then everyone's like well where's his body <laughs> like
1: yeah I do, I do like the problem solving of that although then sokka thinks that fucking appa ate momo <laughs> oh, look
0: sokka's a good guy he also has Bucky. one brain cell. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: And it's working overtime lately. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> it's like the buffest brain cell ever. And so June can't track down the avatar because her little monster beast thing says the avatar is nowhere to be found. He doesn't exist. And so instead, Zuko figures they should go look for her uncle. And so he whips out a stinky slipper that his uncle has. <laughs>
1: Is that set up at all? No. Yeah, that's a little like okay. <laughs> yeah, that that might be like one I'll, of the
0: moments. Yeah,
1: gotta let that one slide a little bit. But I was just like, I couldn't remember if like is there like a scene where like his shoe gets knocked off and Zuko picks it up that they just go like, hey, we could use that. <laughs> and I could I couldn't think of it. Uh, so yeah, they use uh, June to try to find Uncle Iroh, and it leads them to the now broken walls of Ba Sing Se. And then June's like, well, I, I did my time, see you later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like Seinfeld, where all the characters are coming back for just like a line of dialogue, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's
0: a little better than the Seinfeld final. But... No, 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 no. I, I like this finale better, and I think it's handled way better here, because everyone does have a part to play in saving the world in some way or another, June included, by, by leading them to the the Order of the White Lotus, King Boomy, Sokka's master... the first firebending master Aang met and uh oh grandmaster Paku who is now grand Paku (laughs) because uh he met Sokka and Katara's grandmother again and now they're remarried
1: more like gross Paku (laughs) I didn't like that development
0: (laughs) oh okay (laughs)
1: Hey, I wised
0: up after fucking sixty years. I mean, you know, some some people learn a little later in life, I guess. Yeah, I but know. that that doesn't mean you marry the guy. <laughs> no, no,
1: you're you're right. You're right. It's just a little little odd. I, remember, I I had complaints about that revelation in the episode <laughs> itself. Yeah,
0: I, I remember.
1: <laughs> so like now it's like making a bad a thing I didn't care for even worse.
0: I like Grandpaku though.
1: Yeah, that's he, a funny he, name. Like he's like. Like, I'm a grandpaku. No.
0: (laughs) And see, like, that's, like, a good character, but they do saddle him with, like, weird stuff like that. (laughs) So, like... (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's bizarre. This is where, like, I start just getting goosebumps all the way through this finale. Because, like, you know, when King (laughs) Boomy's like, oh, look who's here, you know? And you see everyone's, like, face and you get that, like, triumphant music and shit. And I'm like, all right... Here we go. Like, you really feel like the domino's starting to fall, like, yeah. for, like, the event itself. and the uh, secret
1: societies are cool now. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we, there, there's probably some stuff to explore here. And I would say yeah, that uh, for what this episode is going for, I think it, it works well enough. But considering the last secret society we saw was <laughs> the secret police, it's probably... I, I would not have made this call. I yeah, guess. there's
1: two lessons I've learned from Avatar. It's that secret societies are cool and secret police are cool. No, no, no. Good call, Kyoshi.
0: No one's ready for the conversation about her being a fascist.
1: Hey, I've been reading that book. It's really good.
0: Oh, okay, that's cool. She went through a lot. Well, here, what are your thoughts on the White Lotus then? Because I feel like you have something to say. Uh,
1: no, no, no. I was just. It's like always a weird thing where it's like, eh, you know. Okay, secret society that runs the show. I mean, what makes it work is that they aren't really in charge of anything. They're more just like, alright, when shit got bad, we went underground. <laughs> and that, it, it works a little better as, like, a rebellion group. It'll get weirder when they still show up in, like, Legend of Korra.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I would say the weirdness is mostly intentional. But, again, mm. something will... We'll have to explain later because there's too much to talk yes. about here already.
1: Also, isn't there like a historic White Lotus Society or something?
0: I have no idea.
1: I think there was a White Lotus Society. I think it's China and they, I think they rebelled.
0: Oh, that's kind of neat.
1: I don't think they won. Oh. But uh, I think that's a historic thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, people listening.
0: Okay, here's, here's a, a nitpick I guess I have then. So when Bumi's explaining to Saka and Zuko, like, oh, I got out um, from uh, Omashu and everyone else escaped. I didn't escape because he basically, you know, took down Took back the whole army. city. Yeah. <laughs> he took back a city and took down an army, like, single-handedly. And then he's like, oh, did you guys do anything fun on the day of the eclipse? And they're like, eh, not really. That's funny, but I don't understand why they just didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I also
1: don't understand why Boomy wouldn't know about that.
0: Yeah, like so, the,
1: what, what are you up to White Lotus group? Like, but <laughs> again, maybe
0: that's why the White Lotus work here as opposed to other secret society stuff because they're not they're not like oh we know everything happening at all times. It's just like yeah we're we all keep in touch.
1: Yeah, sure. You know? I think those people should have been. You know, hey, Ira, when'd you escape? <laughs> <laughs> ah, don't worry about it, <laughs> like, feels like they would have known about it, but then, then again, it's, it's, it's King Boom, you can recall his past lives, he <laughs> can't, he can't really be
0: trusted. He eats rocks, Matt, <laughs>
1: like. Yeah, he's got, he's got some, got a lot going on there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Although, another little nitpick, again, nitpick, not actual criticism, is that uh, the last time Aang saw Boomy? Boomy goes, oh, like, well, I'll see you again when the time is right. They never see each other again. Yeah, that's a little weird. <laughs> I just don't like that.
1: <laughs> hey, is he, he must be there, though, at the ceremony.
0: Oh, yeah, but we don't.
1: Like, he must yeah. be in the crowd shot. Like, we just don't see them, like, embrace. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: I, I would have liked for them too. to have a moment. That's yeah. all.
1: Yeah, and Boomy's like fucking one, fo- one bad step away from fucking Oblivion, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a fucking hundred years old. Um, Although, like I said, I think Kiyoshi lived to be 200. Jesus.
0: Yeah, and but she's that's seven... Avatar Kiyoshi. She's...
1: She lived to be 200, she's seven foot tall, and she's so powerful she split a continent in <laughs> <And> half. <laughs> I all... like going on with Kiyoshi. <laughs>
0: Well, you can't all be Kiyoshi.
1: Also, she's also, uh, she's bisexual. Oh, really? Yeah, which was the reveal. Nice. Oh, speaking of fucking reveals, I found out fucking that punk-ass Fire Lord Sozin uh, outlawed
0: same-sex
1: relationships in the Fire Nation.
0: Oh, so he's, he's extra bad.
1: motherfucker. Fuck that guy. What a, a fucker. What was he hoping to gain by that? I don't, I don't
0: know. I don't know. It's what just... are Republicans hoping to gain by anything? You know?
1: Well, you know, they, it's you can't give rights to gay people because that's also giving rights to women. <laughs> and really, that's really what it comes to. Anytime you, you wonder why Republicans care about a social issue, it's because it gives power to women. <laughs> it really does kind of come down to that. But you know, Diego, the problem is the problem today is that the country's too divided.
0: But in the Camp of the White Lotus, Zuko comes to Iroh's tent, uh, and he can't go in yet. He has to kind of work his way up to it. So Zuko waits to for Iroh to wake up, and he finally makes his way into the tent. And uh, when Uncle Iroh wakes up, you know, Zuko just starts pouring his heart out and saying how sorry he is, and he doesn't know if he'll ever be able to be forgiven. And then before he can even finish his thought, Iroh pulls him in for a hug and they start crying and I start crying. Yeah. Same. And it's, it's, that's, that's fucking beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, that's a great moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that really got to me. And he says, I was never angry. I just thought you lost your way. But he and found he's... his way back and he didn't need help.
0: Mm hmm. And it's just the, did... the pride in his voice for, you know, basically his, his surrogate son. His nephew is is just so heartwarming that's the shit that kind of makes you feel better about like life you know yeah.
1: yeah these cartoon people making me feel good
0: yeah thank you for helping me avoid the real world for a little bit
1: <laughs> not sure if that's what they want you to take away. no 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 no
0: of course not of course not but um yeah it's, it's a terrific moment and one, one of the highlights of the finale for me and uh so they sit down with uncle iroh and the members of the white lotus to determine like the next step of their plan and zuko asks i wrote to help him defeat the fire lord and zuko it says father lord father lord excuse me
1: which is a which is a moment
0: <laughs> okay see that's a very heavy unremarked upon moment <laughs> <laughs> but see i like that one versus the the moment with boomy earlier where i'm just like why is it there you know at least there it's like oh yeah this is still complicated you know
1: but say someone be like, I need you to defeat my father for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then there's a there's a very like um valid conversation they have where they discuss the ramifications of basically anyone else defeating the Fire Lord, where Iro's like, oh, history will see it as a brother taking another brother down for power. It it'll just continue like strife across the globe and There'll be too many problems for that, and it has to be Aang. It has to be the Avatar bringing balance to the world, because he is representative of the world itself, right? Like, that's basically what it comes down to. He has to bring balance yeah, all This is all, this is
1: all bigger than just
0: who gets to be the next Fire Lord. Mm-hmm. And I like that that's really not even a thought that comes into Zuko's head. Like, that's how far he's he's gone... From like the path of darkness, like he's totally like focused on helping good triumph over evil to the point where when Z- Uncle Iroh brings up the idea that like it has to be an idealist and like a, someone with a fresh vision for the world, it has to be you, Zuko. Zuko's like, oh shoot, really? <laughs> like, well, remember the
1: last time Zuko changed his once in life, he fell into a medical coma. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> so Zuko he's... is. He's reluctant to sign up for anything these days. <laughs> well it's like this it's it's important that Iroh doesn't go take on the Fire Lord, because this whole thing started off really when Sozin let the last Avatar die. <laughs> you know, it's like this it's this circle of violence. It's not just the violence that has happened within uh, you know the Fire Nation itself, it's the violence they've done to the world, including wiping out the air nomads. And it's like this question of, like, can the circle of
0: violence end? This isn't just like the final big battle, you know? Like, how many big finales recently have been like, this is it? This is the final confrontation. And it's just like, yeah. wow, that was pointless. This meant nothing. And here it's wow, like. Winter
1: Winner lasted like maybe 30 minutes.
0: I I was trying not to bring it up. (laughs) I was trying not to be specific. People could surmise of their own accord what what I'm referring to. Lando's got
1: to bring all the ships. Remember when all the ships showed up? Wedge was back. Did you see Wedge? Did you see Wedge?
0: It can't just be... Did you see Wedge? Sorry. (laughs) You can't just physically beat the bad guy. There, there's there got to be more to it than that. And I think in terms of fiction that a lot of people sort of misread that, you know, like mm-hmm. people want the big action finale and stuff like that. And like, yeah, like that, that's fun for like a minute, but like, I think the stories that last are the ones that go beyond just like, here's an awesome moment where the, good guy did a cool move against the bad guy you know
1: well you remember how uh, Empire Strikes Back ends with a giant space battle right oh wait I'm sorry I'm checking my notes it ends with them running away (laughs) it's the big climax of that film
0: so Zuko is gonna go have to retake the throne from Azula and Katara is gonna go join him because he doesn't think he could take Azula by himself so Sokka, Toph, and Suki are gonna go stop the air fleet um until hopefully Aang returns to face the Fire Lord. So everyone's got their own little parts to play, and the Order of the White Lotus are going to go um conquer Bossing Se. Yeah, they're
1: gonna well they're they're, they're gonna liberate. Li- liberate. Yeah, liberate.
0: Conquer. Sorry. Yeah. They say conquer, and I was like, hmm, you could you just say liberate. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, well, I think Iroh I- says, like, I'm going to go reconquer Ba Say, and then I'm going to go reconquer yeah, my tea shop, and it's like, yeah, I forgot, he's still a war criminal.
1: <laughs> yeah, but hey, you know, I do like that, though. I like that he's like, I had a vision when I was younger of conquering Ba Say. And it's like now I real only now do I realize I'm going there to take it away from the Fire Nation and not take it for the Fire
0: Nation. Yeah, that that's uh. everything with Uncle Iroh on this is just like the best shit ever. <laughs> so yeah, they they all go about their separate ways, heading for their final showdown, but before that, we also have to go back and revisit what Aang is up to. So Aang's like, oh, I had the weirdest dream. And then it's like, oh, shit, I'm in the middle of the ocean with Momo. And I have no idea where anyone or anything is. And um, he's still confused about, like, his destiny and facing the Fire Lord. And so he, he goes to Avatar Roku for help. He goes to Avatar Kyoshi for help. He goes to a bunch of his past lives for help. And they all give him varying answers that, like... You you have to determine your own path, basically. And Kiyoshi also says, like, I didn't technically kill Shin the Conqueror, but I also don't see a difference. And yeah, I, I, I would have done, done it anyways.
1: Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> was then, ready to kill that guy.
0: Don't uh, you remember
1: that. at the trial where I confessed the killing the guy?
0: <laughs> and then I love that Ang's like, I knew I shouldn't have gone to Kiyoshi. <laughs> like <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking Kiyoshi yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> like what a great like character that she could even be like used as a side running gag you know <laughs> mm-hmm. like that's just that just makes me happy well again um, it's
1: just uh, the depth of the show is that we like even uh, like now i'm reading the book so like i'm learning a lot more but we know so much about kiyoshi <laughs> and she's been dead for like 200 years <laughs> And she's like a pivotal character in the show where it's like, you know, that we all get like, yeah, Kyoshi's probably not the best person to turn to advice for this kind of stuff. <laughs> but even Roku's like, it's like, look, I went easy on my friend. I, I kind of wish I had killed the guy. <laughs> like, he doesn't outright say that.
0: But it, it is something that is in the forefront of these avatars' mind because even the the water bending guy we've never met before until right now, he says that you know he was a go with the flow, the world kind of sorted his own problems out. But my, like, basically, not I don't know if it's safe to say like apathy, but like he kind of let stuff slide for a lot, and you know it cost him uh, a woman he loved, you know, someone he cared her- about.
1: That was her face that the face dealer took.
0: Yeah, which is really fucked up. <laughs> well, there's a lot to, to unpack there, but you know, every avatar, even the, the airbending one before that, uh, tells Aang that the needs of the world will outnate the needs of like the individual. Well, I love that unbeliefs. moment where
1: it's just like he's like, I'm asking all these avatars, I gotta ask another air nomad because they'll get it. <laughs> And so this conversation was like, hey, I thought I was supposed to be selfless and I thought I wasn't supposed to, you know, not have any material possessions. And it's like, yeah, you know, people can achieve enlightenment through that, but you're the avatar. <laughs> you kind of have a responsibility. It's almost as if with great power comes great responsibility. Roku tells him, you must be decisive. Kiyoshi's like, only justice will bring peace. Everyone else is like, you got to make decisions. And (laughs) she's like, justice. (laughs) (laughs) It's because, like, because Aang's trying to, like, a little bit, like, pass the buck, just not be like, like he doesn't want to make this decision. And they're like, dude, you're going to have to make it at some point. (laughs) Didn't you see the Irishman? It's bad to go through life having other people tell you what to do.
0: And so Aang has to make a decision.
1: And he, he says to Momo, who's there to talk to, and he says, I guess I don't have a choice, Momo. I have to kill the Fire Lord. So, Ank didn't really pick up on what they were
0: trying to teach him. Yeah. <laughs> but in all fairness, they're all speaking very vaguely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kyoshi was, I gotta be honest, Kyoshi was pretty direct.
0: No, Kyoshi Kyo- no, was the one direct one, but she's also like, kill, like, bloodthirsty looks in her eyes, you know? <laughs>
1: I wouldn't go that far, but... She's, like, the Batman
0: of the... I was say, yeah. She's, like, BVS Batman. Like, kill. Kill.
1: <laughs> A dirty Harry, but it's Avatar Kyoshi.
0: <laughs> that's what her, her... The red on her face paint is. It's blood from her victims. Yeah. <laughs> the,
1: the paint actually does symbolize something. I can't remember what it was, though.
0: Oh, really? I don't want to be offensive, then. Never mind. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, no, no, it's not offensive. <laughs> I just in the book, I, I'm talking about in the book. It symbolizes. Something. Oh, okay. that, that not. Might... It, I mean, it probably does in culture, but we're both ignorant, so yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did they make you read uh, memoirs of a geisha in uh, high school or middle school? No, I mean that's one that I guess a lot of people read.
0: Mm. Um,
1: I was assigned to read it and then didn't.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, good.
1: Because I, I I used to do that a lot. <laughs>
0: I never had a problem reading I had a problem finishing assignments
1: When they started giving me good books to read I read them
0: <laughs> Funny how that works huh? But Aang notices that the cliffs are getting bigger By the ocean And then he realizes That the island is moving And that an, it's an animal And so he it's goes around fucking, to see its face And it's something called a lion turtle
1: It's a fucking giant ass lion turtle
0: now tank, this is like, a point of controversy for this episode.
1: Yeah, because the lion because he goes like Lion Turtle, what do I do? And the Lion Turtle goes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, I hope he said something enlightening.
0: <laughs> I didn't have a problem understanding him. I
1: did not understand him until I watched it this time with subtitles.
0: Okay. <laughs> um the The Lion Turtle is voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. That's just how he He's talks.
1: Great. yeah, I know. <laughs> so
0: it's a great voice something,
1: there's something with him where great Mark voice. Hamill never won like a daytime Emmy or whatever the fuck for voicing the Joker all those years. and then Kevin Michael Richardson voiced the Joker once and won.
0: <laughs> really yeah oh that's that's kind of sad. Good, good voice actor though. So whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's, he's great. He pops up in tons of shit. Y-
0: you've heard him if you've watched anything. You've heard him. Um, but let's let's talk about the lion turtle because, do you know about the origins of this creature? Like in the not not about the the history in the fictional show. I mean, like the actual production stuff. No. No. Okay. So in the original unaired pilot of Avatar: The Last Airbender, um, they do the opening right the water, earth, fire, air. And in between... Or but behind Aang... Because Aang is the representation of in that too... Where he's swinging around in his little air ball... There's a lion turtle statue... Now apparently... They had... Really filled out like the, the lore... And like the history of the world... And the lion turtles and the origins of the Avatar... Were going to be like... Tied together... And they just couldn't fit it into the narrative of this show... Now Legend of Korra fans... And for new listeners and viewers know that it will we will be revisiting that idea later but they wanted to work it in somehow and so leading into the finale when they came across the Ozai problem I guess they were like oh we can use this to like help explore and explain like how Aang could defeat the Fire Lord without killing him Uh Uh, it still does feel a little out of left field though just because they, they had know. it, you know? I, I mean, I like it. I don't think it's, like, a complete deus ex machina or whatever. Because it's, like, literally the world telling Aang, like, there's another way to do things. You're right, but you have to, like, choose to do them. You can't just sit around and have that decision be made for you, you know?
1: Yeah. I think the thing that's a little cheap is that they, uh, they just cut out the part where he tells them what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he gives a whole thing where he's, like, the true mind, blah, blah, blah. Like, gives, like, a whole speech, and then he taps him on the forehead and sends him on his way. And then, uh, later we find out that when he tapped on the forehead, he was like, here's how you do energy bending.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just put that in the beginning.
1: I don't know. It does a little bit remind me of the turtle in, uh, the, in the book It.
0: <laughs> well, that that is, like, an idea, um... I think, more common in, like, Asian cultures, you know? So, like, Stephen King yeah, well, ripped off Avatar is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, well, it's also uh, in... What do you call it? Um, oh fuck, what... In a lot of, like, Native American cultures, there's a lot of stuff about turtles, too. hmm And I believe, like, one of them has the... I think this actually is in multiple creation myths across the globe, where it's... The world is on the back of a turtle. Like that's a very popular idea.
0: Mm-hmm. It's also just very uh, cool looking. <laughs> like, oh, it's great. Yeah, it's. Oh, uh, and uh, I love the the look and the design of of the Lion turtle. It's the only thing in the series that's like hand painted versus like hand drawn. So there's yeah. this nice. I like, know they
1: they definitely give him like a different it. vibe, so he feels otherworldly.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's terrific, and it's like, oh, that's why they couldn't like meet Aang. It's it's this thing between like the spirit realm. In the real world It's It's something else entirely It's it's like that Connective tissue To everything you know
1: Is uh Is Have you read it
0: I have That's so, it, I still think like, it can make tur- a good movie
1: Yes Too bad <laughs> Um It uh It doesn't the turtle show up And like Like man once you start dealing with this cosmic shit It gets fucking crazy <laughs> 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 it, like doesn't help him
0: well, it's just Stephen King being a fucking weirdo. That's that's well, like the problem. It,
1: his whole thing is that like God exists, but like doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So that's what the turtle kind of is. Which you know, I mean that that would answer a lot of questions. <laughs> but uh, this turtle does something. Taps him on the forehead. And what's the, what yeah. does he say? The true mind can weather all the lies and illusions without being lost. The true heart can touch the person, the poison, of hatred without being harmed. Since beginningless time, darkness thrives in the void, but always yields to purifying light. So what he's basically saying is nut up or shut up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's the gist of it, but it not that like, that's kind of like the most, persevering saying like in history right like uh like evil thrives when good men stand by and do nothing kind of thing
1: well i think that's what's so fucked up about being alive right now (laughs) is that we're all kind of like it there's such a void in the world right now where there's just like everyone feels powerless and everyone doesn't know what to do and it just it feels like all our actions add up to nothing and it's and it's that feeling that is kind of bringing us down i think like we've been very doom and gloom on the show but it's it's important to kind of realize that to feel that way plays into the hands of the donald trump's
0: of the world not to make comparisons to turtle gods and shit like that but it, even without them realizing it it does give them power you know to to have like society en masse be like exhausted and and Tired and, you know, frankly scared, right? And that doesn't invalidate your, your feelings like that, you know, like... Why do you think they give no one in this country
1: any safety net? Because they know that if we're always frightened that we're, we're going to fall, we won't rise up. I mean, that's really what it is. Keep the peasants busy. That's capitalism,
0: baby. hoo And the class conflict kind of comes up a little bit in this but we'll we'll get back to that a little later
1: and, but it's also i and again it brings it back to like when everyone's planning on what to do saga's like look we don't know if ang going to show up but we should act like he's gonna
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's why we got to go after the airships because he's going to need that help and that's very lord of the rings In like there's you know everyone's like well frodo probably isn't going to make it but we have to keep acting like he he is
0: I mean, it's them holding on to hope, you know? Like, yeah, it's it's a leap of faith. Like, it's the ultimate leap of faith. They literally make a leap onto the airship, you know? Mm. Like, the blind girl literally guides their leap of faith.
1: Like, yeah, just launches them into
0: the sky. Yeah, because Toph can do that because she's so awesome.
1: Because she's fucking tough,
0: man. <laughs> Can't stop the Toph. I'm telling you, there's going to be a shirt. I'm going to make that yeah. shirt. I'm going to open up a shop just for that shirt. I'm the Toth bitch. What? Remember I'm the juggernaut? No, I'm the, I know. Bitch. I didn't. Oh, why would you bring that up? Toth is cooler when that than the like juggernaut. Fun,
1: remember when that was like a funny meme and then they put it in the movie?
0: Oh, yeah. Autour Brett Ratner.
1: Yeah. Brett Ratner. Whatever happened. I, I, I'm sure that guy's doing well right now. Well? Piece of shit. And now we're going into the inferno.
0: Yeah, Third I don't know why I don't is, like this it gets, title. <laughs> this is well, a, it gets a little
1: strange because it's right now we've been following Aang's journey and whatnot, and now it just turns into this Werner Herzog talking about volcanoes thing. Azula is already losing her mind.
0: <laughs> it it, gets, it starts getting more sad with her. Like she's just yeah. There, there's nothing grounding her. Her the weight. Of her like Privilege and, and fear mongering Goals have just like Completely incapacitated her For like any sense of like Thought or, or empathy And that, that's really sad You know
1: Well it's like getting to the finish line But you've spent the whole race Punching everyone <laughs> And then you're, you don't know why There's no one there to congratulate you yeah. that's, There's a little bit of that there but man she's uh she's taking it out on everyone. I felt bad for that girl that got banished. I hope that got sorted out later,
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope a lot of this got sorted out, except for like the Dai Li. I mean,
1: yeah, fuck the Dylee. yeah, and I don't know i don't, I have no opinion on the twins,
0: oh, I mean they're I think they'll be like uh whoever rules they'll like support, you know like they're very much yeah. like loyal to the monarchy, not so much the individual, which does not Little make Lord, them uh... like positive that you're. <laughs>
1: They're the Lord Varys of the Fire
0: Nation. Yeah. Azula, I want you to serve the realm. <laughs> like that. <laughs> fuck, that I mean, first season's I... so good.
1: I know. Varys is, like, my favorite character in the books, too. Like, and that performance is, uh, like, amazing. And man, did they fuck his character up. I know, I know. Like, that was. Went from being, like, the smartest guy in the room to, like, the dumbest guy on Earth.
0: <sighs> it's not great. It's not great.
1: <laughs> not great. Um, but Azula is visited by the spirit of her mother.
0: Yeah. In
1: in the mirror.
0: It's Spider-Man. It's like the
1: Green Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> yep,
0: yep, it's Spider-Man too. We can eliminate those <laughs> no! that stand in our way. <laughs> it's the opposite of Spider-Man 2.
1: Look, look, I love his performance in The Lighthouse. <laughs> that scene's incredible.
0: <laughs> well, I love that Willem Dafoe has just gone on record saying like, comparing that role to Shakespeare like that's still one of the, the things we will talk <laughs> more positively about like of his career and that just makes me happy do you know how much I sacrificed <laughs>
1: <laughs> he played Jesus Christ and he talks up the Green Goblin more
0: <laughs> I know it's so good it's so great I love movies <laughs> this is the first
1: time we kind of get a um, more of a look I think Azula's made some hints about her relationship with her mother at this point but this is probably like the biggest one <laughs>
0: You know, like all the hints prior to that, while we've been like kind of struggling with conflicting feelings about her as a character, right? While still being generally like very impressed by the character, I-, I think this shows that at least they were aware of it by the end, or at least tried to fill in some yeah. more of the gaps. You know, like there's there's a real tragedy in that she never was allowed to to let her shields down. You know, and uh-huh. now she's by herself and.
1: And with a lot of talk about choice this episode, she specifically says to her ghost mother, what choice do I have? Trust people? Like, she can't even imagine that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just sad. And she'll, she, meant, she brings up May and Tylee abandoning her. But yeah, so fighting with the ghost mirror. So it's really her fighting with herself, because, you know, it's pretty, like, blatant, that it's like, oh, she's not fighting her mother, she's fighting, like, her idea of her mother. So you have to take everything the mother says with a grain of salt, because it's really Azula.
0: I think it's similar to the, like, the inner turmoil that Zuko had, back when he went mm-hmm. into his emotional coma. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he a medical coma. <laughs> yeah, but,
0: like, whereas Zuko goes into, like, you know, the coma because he's working out his feelings towards being good, I think Azula can't allow herself just even that second of like hesitation because she's been built to be like this master assassin, basically like someone who's only built to rule with fear and power to the point that there, there's nothing supporting that, you know, like she's eating herself basically, you know, and there's even that, yeah. it, it's kind of a funny line where she's like, okay, hey, prepare to meet your doom, but it's also deeply sad because she literally doesn't know how to like process, existence without like overpowering something that's all she knows yeah, how to do
1: she almost killed those kids at the volleyball game
0: yeah right like that's i mean that's why the beach is like such a fucking great episode it's like oh yeah these people can't be kids they don't know how to like live without war yeah. <laughs> it's sad yeah and this this is just the end point of that where azula has everything she wants and it's doesn't matter cuz her life has not well, she... been sustainable.
1: But is this saying that she, that deep down, she really just wants the love of her mother?
0: I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what they're going for because it is the finite point we get with Azula emotionally, right? Well,
1: because Azula's like, I know you hate me. I know you hate me. And then it's like, no, I don't. I love you. And so it's this weird thing of like she's trying to. I guess it was this thing where it's like if she couldn't win her mother's approval, she'd rather push her away. And she also couldn't do that because, like, her mother still loves her on some level.
0: I don't know that. That's something to think about then, and that's yeah, a why she like, um, you know, she preferred her 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 father. You know, she preferred. Being yeah. Well, in his we graces. see him where
1: it's like, "Good job, Azula.
0: We should burn everyone." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like you know, yeah, they you never know. have this conversation, and I don't know the logistics of the marriage between you know, Ozai and his wife. But the fact that she would marry a man like that, you know, unless unless it was, like, a forced marriage.
1: It's heavily implied it was a forced marriage.
0: Okay, okay.
1: I mean, and I think the comics confirmed it, because, remember, she is the descendant of Avatar Roku.
0: That's right, okay. Oh, so then there, there's this whole idea, then, introduced with that, that, like, it could be about trying to, like, wipe out, like, the Avatar lineage. Like, literally, they're trying to do that, but, like, even... The bloodline you know they're trying to like overpower that
1: it's even like she's like there you know it's it's eugenics we'll get more into that in the cora but there's definitely stuff about like certain people having relationships can produce certain type of benders you know mm-hmm. and that that raises a lot of questions so it was like the fire lord was like well i have kids they should marry uh the descendants of the last avatar <laughs> And I, that's where I think the, the, the rift between Azula and her mother exists, where Azula probably had to grow up watching her mother basically be, you know, a prisoner in her own marriage. And Azula probably resented that and was like, I'm not going to be like that. And I think that's what drove her in the direction that she was in, but she's kind of come to find out that she's in her own type of prison. And worst of all, she made
0: it for herself but but even then there's still that element of like she kind of had to or at least she felt that she had to right like you're talking about but it's it's still built around like this false idea yeah, but, of freedom
1: but think about how different it could have been if she had stood by uh Suzuko from the start
0: oh yeah yeah I mean she yeah. she does make these choices at the end of the day right yeah I think
1: she had more choice than maybe she even realized and again, she needs her own journey, which is why it's a little disappointing when Iroh's like, nah, she's crazy. <laughs> it was like, that's, if I were to do a movie sequel to this, it would center around Azula a little bit.
0: Weird. This conversation kind of reminds me of like way back in the day when we talked about Alien 3. And it's like, oh yeah, that's a great ending for Ellen Ripley. It's tragic, but it's, I think it's a great ending. But it's also like, oh, it's also one of the only female action heroes in movie history Whose ending is death?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe
0: there's like that's something to talk about at least.
1: It's a double-edged sword. Yeah,
0: and I think that's kind of where we're leaning with Azula at least. Mm-hmm. More more complicated here because there's like an extra twenty hours behind that character.
1: Yes. <laughs> Although I wonder how much screen time if we add it all up who have who has more screen time. Ripley in the three movies or Azula over two seasons.
0: Only on the Waffle Press retrospective could you come up with a question like this. Hey,
1: it's an important question.
0: It is, it is.
1: I asked the real questions. Once other the fucking
0: I don't know. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yep, there's nothing there.
1: I was trying to think of like what Jesse Ventura says and I couldn't think of it.
0: I ain't got time to bleed.
1: I've seen the documents i was a governor a navy seal and i represented the united states in the royal rumble against hulk hogan and kevin nash saki suki and toph they all jump on the airship
0: yeah and Toph gets to move around with like a metal batman type armor shit yeah. and it's really cool that's a really cool image there you go can't
1: stop the juggernaut
0: yeah that, that's true
1: can't right stop there. the Toph
0: moment Oh, and there's this great comedy beat where Sokka's like, all right, take us down to the water. I got an idea. And I just like that in the middle of all of that, this dude's like, I can't believe the captain remembered my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> like, the the comedy bits from like some of the random Fire Nation soldiers are my favorite stuff in this series. Yeah.
1: You know? well, that's, always, that's like Star Stormtroopers too, where they have funny moments.
0: But yeah, I, I, I just like that that bit where they dump the army into the ocean there's
1: also that good bit where they're like take the wheel and she's like oh yeah let the blind girl fly yeah that's pretty funny yeah but also uh you know i get it's a kid's show can't really poke too many holes in it but um and also like they they make it pretty clear that they're fighting over water so when all these ships crash we don't have to think about if anyone died Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. that's kid's show logic but uh you're wearing that much armor falling into water uh you're gonna drown (laughs)
0: And not only that, not all those ships land in the water. Um, because, like, as, as we're about to see, or about to discuss, the uh, the Fire Nation airships do start, like, unleashing hell on Earth oh, yeah. against, like, the plant life and, and all that shit. And uh, so some of those definitely crash into the canyons. And, you know, Sokka, Suki, and Toph realize that they're not going to catch up to the Fire Lord ship. Like, oh my god, it's ending. And... Of course they see Aang there, he takes out the ship. That ship crashes and it kind of lightly explodes. It doesn't like evaporate or anything. But um I don't even remember it exploding. I just remember it landing on the rocks. It lands on the rocks, sure, but like it's on fire. Yeah. And
1: um Well that's not like, how Zeppelins crash. <laughs> like in real life. It's a kitchen, yeah, yeah, I was like, so. um <laughs> It's it's a thing where it's like all that helium, all that gas, it's like they just if there's any combustion the whole thing just goes up.
0: Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that be, like, the funniest fucking endings? Like, all right, let's do our Fire Nation plan to burn the planet. The moment they spark up, they just the fleet explodes mid <laughs> yeah. <in the> <laughs> Oh, the humanity. But no, Aang's there, and Sokka's excited, and you're excited as an audience member. And uh, when that ship crashes, those people died, though. Yeah, like, probably. I know Aang's like, I don't want to kill anyone. Like, those, those people are dead.
1: But I'm also saying, that guy whose birthday it was probably drowned.
0: <laughs> no, no, the guy was like, happy birthday so that was the same dude
1: yeah in real life he, he would
0: drown. oh oh yeah no in real life when the
1: definitely. lusitania sank all the rich people drowned because they were wearing heavy coats <laughs> why are you bringing that up now i'm just i because I, I have it in the back of my mind and it's just i gotta throw it i read a whole fucking book on the lusitania it was a boring ass book but now i know facts about it
0: so, <laughs> oh okay well that makes it better Um, There's a very scary image when the Fire Lord jumps off the airship and starts launching himself to confront Mm -hmm. Aang. I don't know why, but that's a very, like... That's just a scary image to me. Azula's about to be crowned the new Fire Lord. And then Zuko and Katara show up on Appa's back and interrupt the whole ceremony of three people in Azula. (laughs) He actually got rid of everyone. (laughs) Which is
1: also the, like, you know, it works... As something her character would do, but it's also a good way to be like, "All right, here's how they were able to break into the Fire Nation palace without any resistance."
0: Yeah, yeah. Because then, like, while it would make for a really cool set piece to do another showdown with the Dai Li, this episode's so busy already. Y- you don't need it. You yeah. don't need it. Yeah. Um. In the fictional, mythical version of this, that's twenty-five episodes instead of twenty. You could probably fit that in somewhere. But, Maybe, but no, no. no, this works too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not not a criticism, not even a nitpick. Just something I, I thought of. Something um, else should have happened
1: to the Dai Li, though.
0: Yeah, they kind of get away scot free here. They
1: kind of like. I, I hope that the the Dai Li were abolished. <laughs> <laughs> do they pop up in Korra?
0: I think they do. I, don't I know Boss
1: say pops up.
0: Yeah, but, but a I lot of Earth Kingdom they're... politics in the in the yeah. in that show towards the end. But we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there.
1: We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll um, but
0: here, you know, Katara came along because even Zuko was like, oh, I don't think I could beat Azula by myself. And, but then when she challenges him to an Agni Kai, he's like, there's something off about her. I think I could take her. And then they cut back to her, and she's just like, yeah. this is a yeah. mess. And he's like, I can't put my finger on it.
1: <laughs> I said something different about Azula. It's like her, like her eyes are like all fucking like bugged out. I know. <laughs>
0: That always just gets me. It's her hair not always is intentional like, with the yeah, show.
1: Her hair is disheveled. It's... She's clearly been cutting it herself. There's, there were no palace guards. Hmm, something has changed around here.
0: Yeah, Zuko and his
1: brilliant powers of deduction.
0: I don't know why these characters... <laughs> the, the men in this specifically are very... Uh... They share a brain cell.
1: Yeah, they, they're slow on the uptake. I mean, this earlier when they're like, hey, we should... when Zuko's like... To Aang's like, we should show uh, Ozai the picture of him as a baby, and then all the good memories will turn him good. And Aang's like, you think so? <laughs> <laughs> Zuko's like, no, you idiot. Like,
0: <laughs> This might be an unfair criticism because Qatar's basically been co-leading the entire series up to this point. But I do kind of think... While watching it, I never have a problem with it. It's only when I kind of look back, it always feels weirder in my memory. Like, the pacing of it. Like, oh, no, it's not really Zuko and Katara's fight. It's Zuko's. Oh, no, no, it's actually Katara's fight. When I'm watching it, there's no problems. And I think it's just, like, on paper, structurally, and, like, the, the pacing of this episode is a little odd with that, you know?
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's, I guess. It, it
0: kind of feels like Katara if it were yeah, if it were explained to me I'd be like, oh no, they fucked it up And then I watch it and I'm like, oh no, this is great So, it, it's not really Something that bothers me, it's just like I don't know ca- how they pulled it off
1: At least Katara <laughs> you know? rightfully points out Where it's like, she's baiting you like She wants like a one-on-one like We should just both take her out
0: And
1: mm-hmm. Zuko's like, no, my honor So <laughs> It's <laughs> like, you don't understand I'm gonna go into another medical coma If I don't find <laughs> it <laughs>
0: I do like that they end up healing each other, though, or saving each other, you know? Yes. That's that's a great that, end to their, their little arc.
1: That is a dark courses. scene where Azula's just like, I'm going to fucking kill Katara.
0: Yeah, because even though, like, in the fight it looks like Zuko can actually take her, like, because she's just lost it, unfortunately, right? Yeah. And so she has to basically cheat and try to kill Katara.
1: And she doesn't get her, but she hits Zuko, and that makes her laugh.
0: Yeah, and then she's just full-on Joker laugh. Yeah, she's
1: falling which, which is, all over herself.
0: Yeah, which is also a pretty scary scene. The, the villains are scary in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a great edit between Azula's laugh and when we cut back to Aang and the Fire Lord. But we're still going to save that little confrontation for a second. I don't know if this means anything, but Zuko and Aang have matching scars on opposite parts of their their torsos. Aang oh, wow. has it in the back from Azula. Zuko has it in the front from Azula. It's kind of like, oh, they're, they're, they're still connected. They're connected for life. Yeah.
1: I guess. Blood brothers. I don't know. <laughs> Man, Zuko got a lot of scars by the end.
0: Yeah, I know. Like <laughs> He's just like a scar. Like By the end of his life, he's just going to be like a husk.
1: Yeah, it's going like, to be uh, like Dr. Chilton at the end of
0: Hannibal. <laughs> I know. Just literally just like a torso and a head. Sorry to bring up something like that on the Avatar show.
1: No, I think if you love Avatar, you'd love Hannibal. <laughs> the overlap should be a circle. <laughs>
0: don't, don't do not do that. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it's just a little Why? heavier. Why? <laughs> the, the fight is... is... Is never as cool as you kind of expect it to be. It just kind of revels in like the sadness of it all, you know? Yeah. Which I, I think is kind of the right choice considering like what they've shown Azula to do. It's not like a victory that they have to like beat her down. It's Well, like... it's
1: a sad thing where it's like even if Azula beats them and even if the Fire Lord wins, like he's coming back and he's not gonna be happy.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Like you fired everyone. Yeah. Well, I guess I have to find a new Fire Lord, and she goes to the dungeons. What a father of the
0: year. Uh, I think it's also worth noting that in the fight between Zuko and Azula, more damage is done to, like, the capital of the Fire Nation than, like, the actual invasion force, like, a month ago <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, and I think sense. that's intentional, you know? Yeah, that, like...
1: that, that, that fits. Well, it's of really like, if the mm. Fire Lord wins, he's only gonna kill the future of the entire world. <laughs> No no real-world parallels to that. <laughs> hmm. But the Fire Lord shows up, flies over to Aang, and just, like, it, like such a, like, perfect line, where it's again like, this is a guy, this is their first time meeting. They even make a point to be, like, the first time they actually see each other. And there's just this perfect line that comes from the Fire Lord, where he's like, the universe delivered you to me. It's just, like, the perfect insight to what type of asshole this guy is.
0: Well, it's the opposite of, like, Aang's belief in, like, faith and destiny, you know? Yeah. Where Aang is like, oh, this is, like, what the world needs and the Avatar. I mean, the Fire Lord is like, this is what I need. Yeah.
1: Aang's like, we need the world. And the Fire Lord is like, the world needs me. Aang gives him a chance. It's like, we don't have to fight.
0: Like, he just doesn't want to. And I think that's always such a compelling, like, thing about Aang as a character, you know? it. You brought it up earlier, but it really is a Superman thing, where it's like, "Hey, like, we don't have to do this. (laughs) Like, there's there's problems here that we don't have to fight through, in in the traditional sense, at least." And I don't. It's it's such a perfect like setting of the stage, and then it just quickly escalates because Lords, like, I literally have all the power in the world. Like, it doesn't matter what you say. Like, I'm gonna kill you now because you're 12 and I'm an adult. Well, the
1: big moment. That really happens in the fight is that Aang has a chance to kill the Fire Lord with lightning and chooses not to.
0: Immediately, the Fire Lord used that to his advantage like everyone said he would. And for for like a minute there, Aang basically has no like comeback plan. Like he stops himself from hitting the water at like break breakneck speeds. But like the Fire Lord's just like unleashing on him by that point. And he has to like curl up into a ball to just like... Get a moment of reprieve, basically, and there's no way out of it. As we head into the final episode, uh, Avatar: Ang, Part Four, of comment Comet, uh, Ozai starts wailing on this little rock that Ang's hiding behind, and says that like wiped out the Air Nomads. They didn't exist. Didn't they? Didn't deserve to exist in his world, and that he's going to join them because he's going to die. What a fun guy. That is really. <laughs> Like that's let's see what we got there. That's ethnic cleansing, <laughs> child murder, geno- more genocide. Um, it's a lot packed like, into the couple sentences.
1: If he's a guy where it's like, you know, like even in America, it's like we look back and was like like oh man, we really like even people that like defend this country, they mostly just don't want us to talk about our bad past. There's very few people that are like actually the things we did were good. <laughs> But this guy's like, yeah, my fa- my grandfather wiped out the Air Nomads. He had the right idea.
0: I, I know we've had this discussion already, but, like, I really want to just highlight that sometimes you don't need that villain who's like, oh, they have this tragic backstory or they have something more going on beneath the surface. Sometimes someone is just that bad and they sometimes just need to be beaten because uh, yeah, there's not much else you can get from a dude who's like, no, actually ethnic cleansing uh, was good for my world. Like, there's, there's kind of no coming back from a statement like that.
1: It is that thing of just, like, we're going to challenge him and be like, this guy's a piece of shit. And the world probably would be better off if he's dead. I mean, we're given every piece of evidence we need.
0: <laughs> this is why we need Momo with a gun.
1: That is that is a sad moment, though, where he tells Momo to fly. Like, all right, Momo, you gotta go now.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, that that also might be the last time we see each other. And if Aang fails... That's the last of the the air nomad culture, you know. There's there's a lot in that moment.
1: Yeah, but Momo can carry it on with a gun. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Momo's back, and this time
0: <laughs> that
1: would be great.
0: The last Airbender, two Judgment Day. <laughs> Should we even check in on Bossing Say? All they do is kind of win. Yeah, they, they take back Bossing ba Say. It's pretty cool mm-hmm.
1: to see Iroh burn the Fire Nation flag, though.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's just it's a big moment but it's just it's nice Yeah. It, it, it's not played like a big moment it just is one like mm-hmm. that's how far he's come from his days as general Iroh you know
1: good for Iroh yeah see even war criminals can be redeemed.
0: <laughs> it's a complicated message there but at least he never believed in like ethnic cleansing I guess or no wait I guess technically he did did he? I don't know I mean I don't want to put words in his mouth but he, there is that he's, flashback where he's writing Zuko and Azula the letter, and he's like, oh, I can't wait to show you the city someday if we don't burn it down first. Ha, 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 ha.
1: It feels more like he's just not a guy who thinks about the consequences of his actions when he's younger.
0: That, that tracks with the character. Like, ethnic yeah. cleansing might be a little much for him.
1: Yeah, there's no like really The is bad. I mean, but who knows, when he was a kid, maybe he was like, my nah, grandfather was right. We, we took out the Air Nomads. That was the right move.
0: Yeah, and obviously that's, like, the wrong thing to learn, but, like, that's what he's growing up in.
1: They also teach in the Fire Nation that the Air Nomads had a military.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You get the idea that Iroh learned a lot by traveling the world, you know? And uh, people in the Fire Nation have not had that luxury because they're like, oh, we're the best. That's all we need.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Iroh was given, had the privilege of some introspection Mm -hmm. that was deprived from... uh, the people his people conquered yeah oh iroh well at least he's like i'm just gonna open a tea shop
0: yeah <laughs> that's all i want to do the rest of my life mm-hmm. good for him
1: i um, mean, cut back to psaka and suki i guess okay. they get separated right
0: yeah they get separated because they they start using the airship to crash into the other airships but the airship they're on starts falling apart really fast because you know it's crashing into other airships, Yeah. and um, it looks like for a second that Suki might like die, and that, yeah, that's that was pretty, pretty. brutal. Yeah, that's pretty scary. But no, she she survives. Tells him to keep going because the the bit they're on still falling apart, and um, it's it's basically just like a nonstop sequence of close calls for that group. And it's like, okay, we're on this airship now. We can crash into this one. Okay, we're on this airship now. Now, Toph, I need you to bend the metal to turn this airship into the other <laughs> airships. Oh my god, they see us! Okay. Then they escape, they fall down, Sokka breaks his leg, which is pretty rough.
1: Yeah. and This comes, uh, he loses, in this moment, he loses both the boomerang and the sword.
0: Yeah, by a space mm-hmm. sword.
1: And this comes, this is the line that, like, broke me while I was watching. And I might have been in a highly emotional state watching it. I am be in a highly emotional state 24-7 these days. <laughs> But he just looks. At, he just says, "Top, I don't think Boomerang's coming back, Top. It looks like this is the end." Holy shit, <laughs> that was too much.
0: <laughs> I'm not even gonna make a joke because, like, I'm basically in a highly emotional state all the time now as well. But <laughs> like this, this finale, like, I'm just nonstop, like, goosebumps on the edge of my seat. Like, whatever adjective surplus word you want to like add to being excited about something like it's it's just that good Hmm. you know (laughs) or it's like every little line i'm like oh i'm crying oh i'm sad oh i'm happy it just never stops so
1: but just the socket to be like all right we're gonna die now (laughs) (laughs) that that was that was fucked up could have done without that
0: But then no, Suki I'm, comes back. I'm glad it's there. Yeah, Suki saves him, and it's one of the many cheerworthy moments in this finale. Suki driving an entire airship by herself. Yeah, that's so fucking awesome. <laughs> I could have used a lot more Suki.
1: Like I said, like... Yeah, that, that extended
0: five episodes, I'm telling you.
1: That was my idea. What do you mean you're telling me?
0: <laughs> well, I'm telling you again, because...
1: <laughs> Listen, you fuck... <laughs> you want to talk about Azula versus
0: Katara. Well, there's not a lot like emotionally, I guess, going on there. It's well, um, that was like Zuko could die. <laughs> That's uh, well, okay. Well, no, Zuko, Zuko could die, but I'm saying like between Azula and Katara. But I do want—I brought up earlier that the class conflict comes back a little bit in this episode, which hasn't been too present, like actively, I guess, in the series uh, in the third season. But it's kind of like just ingrained into the series by that point. So it's like whatever. But um like Azula calls her peasant because yeah, lest yeah. we forget Sokka and Katara come from like a tribe of like 30 people mm-hmm. in the South Pole like like they, they basically came from like how dare you live in poverty that my nation caused <laughs> yeah like that's what she's saying Azula's yeah. saying basically and that's like horrible and disgusting can't,
1: can't think of any real world parallels to that
0: <laughs>
1: I'm like looking into cameras that aren't there yeah <laughs>
0: Um, but I love how, uh, uh, Katara beats her. Like they keep coming up with like new ways to like surprise me with like the, the bending in this show. And Katara just keeps like, (laughs) she stopped like rain three episodes ago, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And now it's like, oh, here's this, I'm capturing someone in ice, but using my breath to make it like a pool of water around myself so I can be mobile.
1: Starts with the boy in the iceberg, ends with the girl in the iceberg. One thing got to point out is that uh, Azula moved to kill
0: (laughs) twice.
1: No, like she's like point blank away from Katara's face when they're frozen.
0: Yeah, yeah, like she 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 moved moved to to kill Zuko and Katara. Yeah,
1: Yeah. pretty brutal.
0: (laughs) No, it's good. I don't. I don't really have a lot to say about this. Don't you look down on me? No, 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 fucker. No, I just um it, it's a it's a great fight and there's a lot of motion behind it and watching Katar rush over to Zuko to save him is is a really nice moment. It's kind of like a culmination of when she first trusted him in the, the tunnels of ba Sing Se and you know before she got burned. <laughs> but like it it's a nice culmination of that.
1: Watching Azula writhe on the ground as she's chained and is in tears is not a great moment. It's a very sad scene.
0: No, yeah, and this whole fight with the Zula is not exciting. It's 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 sad, you know. It's, yeah,
1: it's well. It's like going up against someone with just like a raw nerve at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I'm glad that it's not like we gotta put her down like a rabid dog, though.
0: Yeah, that's that would be weird.
1: That would be a weird way to end a, a series. Although he doesn't, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Zuko does not visit her in prison, right?
0: Not that we see now.
1: Yeah. She could have used a little more. I, I you know, uh, whatever.
0: I, I know. I, I've thought about that a lot. I would have liked too. to
1: see Iroh visit her. Like, I think it'd be too much to put it on Zuko, but I think Iroh maybe could have passed off some wisdom.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, considering he gives wisdom to literally everyone else.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't give can't give a little bit to her granddaughter
0: niece whatever you also
1: bought her a doll that she clearly wasn't into
0: oh yeah she burns it yeah so
1: you know maybe maybe listen to her a little bit
0: well i mean you know it's that reminder again that these are just kids (laughs) they're i think the oldest one is zuko at like 15 or 16 right yeah it's like that's still not that's still a a baby (laughs) still a child
1: yeah this would be a rough year
0: yeah What'd you do for your 16th birthday? I, I don't I don't really want to talk about it, Grandma. <laughs> I overthrew a government. I, I stopped a <laughs> genocidal maniac from burning the earth. Oh, that's nice.
1: Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And now I'm a completely normal and stable human being.
0: <laughs> there will be no problems in the upbringings of my children because of this. We'll get to that. Anyways.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I guess we could kind of wrap up the avatar and Ozai fight then. Yeah. Oh,
1: this episode's called Avatar Ang by the
0: way. Ang gets the avatar state again. Yep. Cuz Ozai almost kills him <laughs> and then mid-sentence Ang grabs him by the beard.
1: Ang's like whipping like all the elements around him and shit and just beating the fuck out of Ozai. And Yeah. He's like, you and your forefathers have devastated the balance of this world. let's you say the the heaviest price or something like that?
0: Yeah, he's like, you must pay like the ultimate price. Ultimate
1: price. The ultimate price. He's about to kill him, and then he, he pulls back at the last second.
0: Yep, and he still won't do it. Even with all it's the power, you are
1: still weak. Mark Hamill did a great job.
0: Mark Hamill is fantastic as a voice actor. I love that that's like his second biggest like career yeah. thing outside of Luke Skywalker.
1: It is ballsy to cast him as the villain of the show.
0: I guess it kind of is.
1: Cuz like that's like that's that's like calling your shot where it's like, "We're the next Star Wars." <laughs> <laughs> Our hero's literally going to beat Luke Skywalker. <laughs>
0: yeah that that is kind of i never thought about that i was like oh yeah that's fun but i guess in that term like that's pretty yeah yeah
1: and i mean they're not wrong and you I know mean, like, we're talking about the guy who's like star wars a new hope and his whole thing is like i'm gonna destroy hope
0: <laughs> so God, that must have been just a fun character to play right like i mean i have no interest in ever being an actor but that must have been fun
1: well, that's also he always Mark Hamill. If you listen to interviews with him, at least before the recent shit, he always talked about how he wanted Luke to go to the dark side, like he wanted to play evil Luke, and it would be like, and then it would be like you know Han Solo and Princess Leia would have to save him or whatever, and so you can maybe feel a little bit of that energy going on here.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would be weird if if Luke Skywalker was a uh, like like this level yeah, of evil this
1: bad but you know
0: that would be a leap i don't think i could make yeah you you would need to back that up with some serious shit but anyways
1: the real problem is that he went on that island
0: yeah and that's why everyone's mad at the second movie and not the first one that put it him should
1: there. have been the magic tree that stopped him
0: why is it so tiring to talk about star wars now
1: because <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> <laughs>
0: like i'll talk about avatar for hours and like god that was so much fun the disparity
1: between the quality of the work and the quality of the fans (laughs) it's like deeper than the grand canyon
0: or the great divide
1: hey Uh
0: bringing it back to everyone's favorite episode
1: bringing it back to the episode everyone loves to talk about
0: yeah nostalgia Um,
1: critics number one worst episode
0: not the fortune teller huh
1: nope he didn't not not even in the top 10
0: Wow. Yeah. So that's how wrong he is.
1: Yeah, you know, he had a list of episodes.
0: <laughs> Did they all start like women or something?
1: Uh, you know what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, is the painted lady on there? Yes! <laughs> I, there it is.
1: Well. Huh. I, I call them like a season. Yeah. Wow. Um
0: <laughs> Thank you, thank you.
1: Well, good on you, nostalgia critic.
0: No, there's nothing to celebrate here. Fuck him.
1: <laughs> I just it's sad that he watches this show too. <laughs> it's it's like when Hunter S. Thompson found out that Nixon was also a football fan.
0: Aww.
1: Because it's like, oh god, I like something that Nixon
0: likes. <laughs> I I guess, yeah, there's there's a sadness to that if you want to call it that. <laughs> Ozai calls Ang Week. And then tries to kill him one last time, and Aang traps him in Earth, and starts overpowering him by energy-bending the the energy within both of them, and is almost overtaken by Ozai's energy.
1: Yeah, that's where we get the the flashback to the um, Lion Turtle, and he says, Before the era of the Avatar, we bent not the elements... But the energy within ourselves, to bend one's energy, your own spirit must be unbendable, or you will be corrupted and destroyed. And that's Aang, because he never bent. Mm-hmm. He never gave in. He, he stuck to it.
0: And he gets to take away Ozai's bending, so he could never use it to hurt anyone ever again.
1: Hooray! Yay. Which is like and, a you know, fate just, worse than a fate worse than death for someone like Ozai.
0: Yeah, which is I guess kinda fucked up. But like I'm not endorsing he... anything easier for him either.
1: But here's the thing, that's something that he has to get over.
0: <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying like Ang should feel guilty or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's it's of his own doing, you know. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah, he did try to commit a genocide.
0: Yeah. And burnt his own... Soul. He, he's done a lot of bad things. Like, basically Guy's all not... the bad things you could list off, he's probably done.
1: Look, I don't want to badmouth the guy without him being here. But he made a lot <laughs> of mistakes.
0: That wraps up the fight. Aang puts out the fires that were started by by Ozai's uh, assault on the Earth Kingdom in the valley. Momo returns. Ang stands triumphantly, and he's... Regrouped with Saka, Toph, and Suki. And this wonderful little moment where they're all just kind of like dunking on the Fire Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and he just like passes out.
1: I am the Phoenix King. And then he goes into a medical coma. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, so he can't be it, evil anymore. It runs in the family.
0: And then we cut to some time later, Zuko and Aang host uh, a ceremony for Zuko's induction as uh, the new Fire Lord. But Zuko also wants to use it to praise Avatar Aang for his commitment to the world and as the real hero of the day. And it's just this great moment where it's like, wow, look how far these characters have come. Look at all like, the friends they've made and all the lives they've changed for the better. And it, it's a really just, just beautiful moment. Very Return of the King kind of deal here, you know?
1: yeah without the fact that Frodo had to sail into the west
0: yeah, yeah like Anne could still live in the world, which is nice <laughs> not a it's not a bittersweet ending it's it's just sweet i mean it is it is bitter for other people but at this point it's just like a nice sense of relief for our central characters.
1: Zuko yeah. also reunites with may. Uh,
0: I have a question about this <laughs> all right, I think you might feel the same. Zuko's like, oh, May, they let you out of prison? It's like, bro, you're the Fire Lord.
1: Yeah, you make that decision now. <laughs>
0: I know. Like, imagine, like, hey, do you want to free May? Uh, no. Nah. What do you mean, uh? <laughs> oh, she's still pissed. So, yeah. <laughs> like, that I understand, you know? Mm. But, you know, it it does play weird, the scene where it's like, they let you out? Like, what? Yeah, that <laughs> what could've been...
1: <laughs> that could have used a rewrite <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, Lee um, joins uh, the Kyoshi Warriors
0: yeah which actually kind of like that just makes perfect sense in hindsight that, you know
1: that fits but I wish she'd go back to the circus
0: she seemed happy there oh she did but I mean maybe maybe she found new like life and joy in in the Kyoshi Warrior stuff too but again something we need more perspective on would have been great
1: if we had an episode where we saw that.
0: Yep. <laughs> yes, it would have been. Oh, and we get to see all the fun little supporting characters. Like basically everyone, except for Rick. like Longshot and Smeller B. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: who we can still presume are dead at this point. I know yeah, you said dead. they're in the comics, but like <laughs> in the show it's not looking good.
1: Yeah, they're they're dead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Aw.
1: Misaki and Guitar reunite with her father. Um, Yeah, everyone's there. The Game Grumps are there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's a lot of the Swamp guys there. I I think I saw Boomy.
0: I have to go back and watch it for the 20th time now. A lot
1: of those people were probably just freshly let out of prison.
0: Yeah, yeah. So really, like, all the the older people should have, like, crazy long beards and shit. Yeah. (laughs) They've had, like, a... It's, It's been a while.
1: Yeah, Odo probably was there. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> um, that would be fucked up though if you get back it's like we saved the day. Let's let everyone out of prison, and it's like, oh, where's what's his name? It's like, oh, he died in the prison.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know who we never see again? Hmm. Um, the dude who helped them escape from the boiling rock.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah,
0: I I what like that, like that what character. To that fella. Yeah, like, again, that's not even a nitpick. It's just, like, I would have liked to have seen that. You know, just in the background, yeah. like most of the people.
1: That guy, he stood up when he needed to.
0: Yeah, that that counts for something. I mean, that's that's kind of the message of the show, you know? It's not just Aang saving the world. It's, like, all these people coming together for, like, the, the greater good of it, you know?
1: Absolutely. More importantly, Uncle Iroh gets his tea shop.
0: Yeah, Uncle Iroh gets his tea shop. Do you want to talk about Zuko going to visit his father or no? Oh yeah, you should. Yeah,
1: we should talk about that.
0: Okay. Uh, Zuko goes to visit his father after the ceremony in prison, and he asks, "Where is his mother?"
1: He also says that perhaps some time in here will will help you, like you exiling me helped me. Mm-hmm. So he does still have hope for his father.
0: Yeah. And a year ago, he he would not have had that, obviously. Yeah. But like. I, the amount of growth that has to like happen over the course of that year is pretty remarkable and uh, I don't know it's just
1: yeah that's, that'd be a rough I, year I, it's, that's like a yeah, year where it's like every week there's some new horrible thing happening and it's like you have to <laughs> process it in your own way and it's like well alright I've gotten over that one but it's it, at least it's done and then another fucking awful thing happens and then, like, you just This lose is the all most relatable of show of time. all time now. <laughs> yeah. it was all sense of time. What was really a year feels like it took over three years. And, yeah, that'd be... That'd be, uh... That'd be something.
0: Uh, but Iroh gets his T-Shot back in Bossing ba Say, And uh, the central characters and May are all there. So it's Toph,
1: <laughs> Central Momo. characters
0: and May. <laughs> <laughs> well, like... Again, she didn't really get that opportunity, but, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> they're all there, and Sokka's painting everyone. Everyone gets one last line together while Sokka's trying to paint everyone terribly, where Zuko has spiky hair. Mei looks like a man. Uh, I don't even think Appa and Momo are in the picture. Uh is uh, like, hey, I trimmed down. My belly's not that big anymore. And then for some reason, Suki's, like, fire bending <laughs> in the painting, which is just hysterical. And uh, Aang walks out to the platform relieved that his, you know, his, his journey is complete, at least for now, right? You know, the Avatar is always going to have to work to better the world around them. But the big conflict has ended and now they can kind of rest for a while. He's joined by Katara and, you know, they hug and, you know, she's just as like responsible for saving the world as him because she's the one that broke him out of the ice. and Yeah, it's like they
1: share this journey.
0: Yeah, and uh, they finally just take a moment and kiss and it's beautiful and then you get this glorious shot of bossing say as the camera tilts up and it says the end and it's one of the greatest endings in television history
1: and then 80 or so years later Aang died
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's actually 70 all right yeah actually it might be less hang on i got to i got to check that let's do some math
1: i'm not going to do it right once. now <laughs>
0: I'm not going to do it right now because this is the longest episode of this entire podcast
1: <laughs> So I don't know about you, Diego But I really like this show
0: Yep, it's pretty good <laughs> It's a pretty good show It's One of those shows where while we're talking about it I'm kind of choking up every once in a while That's how good it is And uh, I could talk about it a lot more, honestly
1: well, We've only so. talked about it for three hours today
0: Oh yeah, well I mean not, not literally today. I need to eat and shit. Plus like, about a
1: half we plus we spent about a half hour beforehand talking about lost for some reason.
0: Well that's on you.
1: That's entirely on me. Yeah. Better final, lost or avatar the last airbender.
0: Avatar the last airbender. Avatar the last airbender's finale is like top five.
1: Better better final. Seinfeld or lost?
0: Uh lost. Oh. oh. Uh huh, uh huh. But I think both of those are controversial for some reason. (laughs) Well, I don't know. We could could probably talk a little bit more about this show. Uh, Probably with another episode detailing our top five episodes of the series. I'm sure people would love to hear that. Doesn't matter. We're going to do it anyways. (laughs) And then... That also allows us to put off one more episode before recording. Well, no, then we can
1: go. We can go straight into Legend of Korra.
0: We we have to we have to do the other one too.
1: What other one? The movie. Zack Snyder's The Last Airbender.
0: No, 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 no. They just straight up kill Zuko. And uh, is there anything else to say about the series as a whole before we move on from this section of the retrospective?
1: Don't trust Whitey.
0: I guess that could kind of be the message too. <laughs> so until next time, Matt, where can the people find you?
1: I'm at emperorotn1 at twitter.com,
0: and you can find me at the Diego Crespo. Check out the Waffle Press on Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon, where you'll be able to get early access to the other episodes we're recording for this retrospective. <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot to to go over still but thank you everyone for for tuning into this for the the longest retrospective so far that we're surprisingly on schedule for thanks for listening thanks for watching we have been professionally unprofessional